it's been a while since I released the last podcast video, but... Oh, I'm sorry, not video. <laughs> podcast episode. See, I'm already out of it. 14 seconds in. Um, but um, I'm back, and today I want to talk about the divide between men and women. Now, we know that there's multiple divides between men and women. Um, but what I want to talk about today are specific separations between these two genders that I feel like people don't really talk about. Um, as we know, you know, women are looked down upon in comparison to men. They have less opportunities than men. They, you know, have less rights than men. And I'm glad these are brought into awareness. Um, Action still must be taken. But I feel like there are others that really aren't brought into awareness to begin with. Um, And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Now, these divides between men and women negatively affect the mental, physical, and emotional health of women. Um, Just because of these generational, societal, um, and power divides uh, the generational societal issues and the power divides between men and women um that exist in our society today and that have been existing uh for generations so what i kind of want to start with uh there's there's multiple points i want to get across but what i want to start with um that will actually lead into the others um is the perspectives of men and women. You know, what I mean by this is um, the perspectives that men and women hold and their perspectives of people towards men and women. Now, there's multiple different things, and I'll break it down, but um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, just to start this off, um, is, um, is, I guess, the perspectives of men and women from a societal point of view. So, let's just start with, let's just start with, um, the fact that I, so I love to, if you don't know me, um, I love to read, uh, romance novels. That is just how I, um, how I go through the day. I love to read them. I love to breeze through them. And... I actually noticed this in a lot of novels, um, and I just think this is really ironic, and it's really interesting. Not in a good way, um, but we can't help but fall trap into the um, fantasies and the romanticizing of certain roles or situations or concepts um, that authors put in their novels. So one of the things I want to talk about is romanticizing, I guess, the idea of someone being, like, quote-unquote, a player, right? So let's start with that. So, you know, in a novel, you know, there's always, there's always multiple different tropes, and one of these tropes is where, you know, there's a guy that's, that's, he's a player, you know, um, he flirts with or, like, is with multiple different women, and then he meets that one girl uh, who is the main character in the book and realizes there's more to the world than, you know, just going through different women. There's more than it's, it matters 
that this one girl matters the most, right? We, we've heard this trope multiple different times, um, and we can't help but love it because it's essentially a character going through development, but it's also, you know, heavily reliant on romance. Now, the thing about this is what we don't realize, and I didn't even realize this for the longest time, honestly, but what we don't realize is that the idea of a player, I guess, is romanticized. There's a different connotation between men who are players and, let's say, women who are players. Quote-unquote players. Again, I'm, I'm using this uh, term very loosely. And here's what I mean. So, you know, if a... Let me, let me just put this into perspective. You know, if a man... Or if a boy, you know, man, boy, um, if, if he goes around, um, and is with multiple different women, you know, that because of these novels, because of media, and just because of society in general, they're almost praised for it, um, by others, or the, their role itself is romanticized. It's something that, you know, we can't help but be like, oh, wow it's something that's seen not necessarily as an amazing thing obviously but it's romanticized it's fantasized it is seen as something that can change but it is seen nonetheless as something that has a more positive connotation to the role itself for a man in the perspective of society but if a girl if a girl does exactly what that guy does. If a girl has multiple, if goes around with multiple different men, there's an extremely negative connotation towards that. You know, for a man, it is almost praised in a very unfortunate way. But for a woman, it's almost like an exact opposite. It's... This is the place where people call this woman, like, a slut. Which is extremely, you know, different perspective, different viewings for the same role, but with different genders. Um, And it's honestly really ironic to think about. Because it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like, a difference but it is in relation to the perspective of of how people are brought up the stereotypes that society places and the generational issues that we have and it's it's honestly really ironic and and this just goes into you know when a man does something it's okay but a, but if a woman does something it's not even though it's the exact same thing um and so you know we see this all throughout life whether that's in the workforce, whether that's in, you know, educational systems, whether that's in just living your life, you see this. The behaviors that men and women do might be the same, but what people think of them and how they're perceived is different. And I think, you know, it's just it's just really ironic in the worst way possible. Um And it's just, I feel like that's something that people don't really think about. The perspectives that people have um, of of these different 
of these different genders can really just create more divides between men and women and make women just feel worse for things that men can do, but women can't. And I think it's just um, really unfortunate for that in that sense. Um, but I kind of want to move into, I guess, the next thing. This kind of has to do with, you know, perspectives per se, but this is a different route um, of this topic. And this is about the male gaze or essentially internalizing the male gaze. Now I've talked about this a lot before and I'm just like, I, I just can't not talk about it because it's so, I feel like people don't really understand what it is and how detrimental it is and how the media and society portrays the male gaze, which leads women to internalize it. And it's honestly, again, like I said, it it negatively affects their health because women suffer from from doing that, from from changing their mindset to fit a man's when that shouldn't even be the case. Um, so, you know, as we know, the male gaze, especially you know, in our society, is really prevalent and it's bad. It's terrible, um, and it's. It's about, I guess, the taking in the perspective of a man, objectifying woman. That is entirely the male gaze. And I think when, you know, so many girls, especially like adolescent girls, um, early adults, even into their adulthood, many women internalize the male gaze subconsciously without even realizing it. Um, and it's it's bad. Um, I feel like we've all fallen prey to this but when we you know change our behavior or change the way we look or change the way we act change the way we associate ourselves with other people or other things or other situations to cater a man's feelings or to cater a man's you know mindset to cater a man's uh, emotions and reactions and it's not again one specific man it's just men as a whole um, and that's and that's what that's what women do sometimes. They internalize the male gaze, um, and it's it's honestly devastating. And especially, you know, it's encouraged even more because of because of the way society's created and the you know the issues behind it. And honestly, like the fact that the male gaze has even come this far is is just really sad to see. Um, and the portrayal of male gaze um, in media is honestly infuriating sometimes. Like, I, you know, when you watch, I feel like, you know, when you're younger, you don't really think about it. But when you get older, you realize when you're watching, like, these movies and, you know, these shows, you can see who's it directed by. You can tell by the way the movie is created by the way it's set up you can tell whether you know it was a male or female director based on the way it was filmed and the way it was created you can see what gaze it's from um and i think you know this is just a mini ranting session honestly for me because 
there is some, there is some, now, listen, I'm a huge, I'm a, I'm a big Marvel fan, I love Marvel, I love superheroes, I just watched the Batman movie (laughs) over spring break, it was literally amazing, it was the best movie ever, but, but it's just, there's some, you know, like I said, I, I love them, they're great, right, but there are some movies, and this tends, now this, there's in a lot of, this is in a lot of movies, but I've noticed, especially in superhero movies, like the really old, the older, especially the older superhero movies, um, they, you know, you can tell that it's from, you know, the male gaze, and you might be asking, like, why? It's not, see, male gaze is not necessarily, oh, the man, there's, there's a man, and he's the main character, that's not what, that's not how you can tell it's the male gaze, no, that's, the male gaze is the perspective in which the movie is created, the perspective in which, um, the scenes are done, and you can tell based on each, you know, each shot in each scene, the way, uh, the way it's, you you can tell that it's, that it's, uh, from the perspective of, what a man would want or what a man thinks or what a man would do in relation to a woman um and so like like i said especially you know in these older super movie super movies i don't even know what i'm saying superhero movies i'm so sorry in older superhero movies especially you know there's you know of course there's a love interest you know there's a guy he's a he's a hero great you know and there's a love interest there's a girl um and you know more times than you would think it's almost like the girl is just there for the sole purpose of being a love interest for the man it's almost as though the girl is just there to elicit romance um in the movie but she has no backstory she really has no development she has no character growth she has no she has no purpose or substance in the movie other than being there um and I think it's really it's honestly really sad because you can see like how again how oriented towards the male gaze these like films can be because of how it's almost the the woman is always the damsel in distress she's always she always needs help she needs saving you know, and I think it's just, it makes, it objectifies women, um, and it's frustrating, and there's a lot of movies out there in which, you know, they, they sexualize women, and they, you know, they do all these things in order to, again, cater to the male gaze, and it's, it's, again, it's just not a good thing, it's not a good thing, it's just not, um, and I think, I feel like what, I feel like it's just something people don't really, understand or realize and that's why women fall prey to internalizing it that's why they can't help but think oh is this what this is what this is what a man would want uh this is what this is how you know i'm supposed to act or i'm supposed to be because this is what is seen as attractive this is what's seen as you know something that will catch a man's attention things like this it's really detrimental it's really detrimental to a woman's health and you know we all fall prey to it and we realize you know this is obviously you know not right but 
I feel like it's something, it's such a, it's such a, again, it's internalizing, it's such a emotional and mental, like, it's such a, a mental and emotional process that people don't really talk about it. It's not something brought up as often as it should be. And, you know, you can't help but see a lot of media out there still portraying the male gaze. Um, but it's, it's honestly sad to see, you know, the divide between men and women isn't just about the literal divides between men and women. It's about the unfortunate power that men have over women and the perspectives between them. And I just wanted to dedicate this episode to just talking about it and bringing these things into light because I feel like they need to be. They're always in the background. They're always, you know, sidelined. And it's unfortunate because a lot of girls go through this. A lot of women go through needing to handle and really cope with the divide they have with men and how men can get away with anything they want, really. And women can't do half of it. So, anyways, (laughs) that was my podcast episode today. Honestly, like I said, it was kind of a little vent for me, but um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this, um, and I will see you next time.